Okay, and here we go. So, hello everybody and welcome to this new episode of the Indie Diarist podcast. Today with you is your loyal Indie Diarist, which is me, Anthony L. Wolf, as usual, senior content manager for social media, uh, narrative designer, writer. I do a lot of things, wear a lot of hats, as you guys know by now. And uh, with me today is another very special guest from the indie game development community, uh, Kenneth Engelson from Rain Games. And you're the game director um, at Rain Games, if I'm, I'm correct. Um, well, uh, hello, everyone. Yes, uh, I am a game director for one of our projects. Uh, so Rain Games has uh, currently been uh, running two projects. Uh, so very recently, uh, the game Tesla Grad 2 was uh, launched. That's from Rain mm -hmm. Games. And I uh, run the other uh, development project in the studio. It's called Girl Genius and the Adventures mm. in Castle Heterodyne. Nice. Okay. Yeah, Girl Genius, which I tried at um, uh, at WASD, but we'll get into that in a second. So I've seen that you guys published, published a new update on Tesla Grad or Tesla Grad 2 and all of that because I follow you on social media. So looks like you're very busy. So let's, uh, let's get into it. And I won't steal too much time from you because I know it's a busy work day. So... Um, as a little icebreaker, tell me a bit about yourself. What do you do? Where you guys are based? Anything at all that may be interesting to our listeners? Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, people, they call me Kenny or Kenny G. It's been a nickname that's been with me forever. Uh, I work as the so-called game director, which is a role that uh, comprises several disciplines. So I do the team lead uh, of the development team. I do the production, which is uh, budgeting and uh, uh, putting out tasks and uh, managing like the operations. And then I do the game design uh, on the game. So uh, wearing many hats because we are a small indie uh, studio and indie team as well. Uh, Girl Genius is uh, made by a team of seven people. So it's uh, quite a small but the experienced and the disciplined team. Okay, yeah. And the listeners won't be able to see because they're, they're not going to see the video for this, but there's a nice whiteboard behind you where I can see you, you've been using to plan out main quests and, uh, and, and uh, dialogues possibly and just all the different elements to play into the game. So that's, uh, that's a great little window into your work. Uh, so that's that's really amazing. Now, uh, I, I'd like to ask a little bit of a fun question at the beginning of these episodes, which is, what's one game you think everyone should play at least once? Ooh. Well, well like, uh, it's a scary question, right? Yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> uh, because, uh, well, back in the days, what would I say? Everybody had to play uh, Baldur's Gate. Then uh, everybody had right. to play uh, Mass Effect uh, 1. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like it's a question that changes over time, thankfully, uh, because uh, game development evolves over time. But uh, nowadays, I would say that the answer is uh, Slay the Spire. That oh, Slay game, the Spire, right? Yeah, I know yep. that. Mm -hmm. That is a game that I would uh, point everybody in the direction of, uh, mainly because I think it's, uh, it has a very broad reach. It can work for a lot of people mm -hmm. even though it's a very mechanical game you know uh, as a card game but uh definitely one of my big 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 uh, favorites uh, personally 
Mm-hmm. I've yeah. I've been overplaying that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I don't think I've had someone on the show saying that they that they would recommend Slate Aspire to everybody. So you're definitely a first. Uh, that's uh, that's that's really good. So let's get into some more personal questions for yourself, uh, specifically as the game director. Which games do you remember playing growing up, and do you think they have an influence on your current work? Absolutely. I think that. Uh... Just to answer your second question first, yes. Uh, inf- uh, you know, when you become a game developer, you've been basically playing games for your whole life, most likely. But when you become a game developer, because you kind of have to train so hard and work so hard in order to achieve uh, the level of proficiency needed, uh, mm-hmm. you kind of play less games. Uh, uh, of the modern uh, games than you would have before you become a game developer. That's mm-hmm. why I think that we find so many uh, nostalgic games in a way that the game developers look back at what they liked uh, before. Uh, for I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, and yes, I've been influenced uh, by a lot of uh, titles uh, growing up uh, that influence my work today, specifically uh, Girl Genius as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zelda series uh, is a big one. I grew up with uh, Ocarina of Time. Mm. Uh, that was a big game uh, for me and my friends uh, when I was just a little child. <laughs> uh, I'm 35 years old uh, now. Uh, so that was when I was in uh, yeah, well, uh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, 35 uh, so that, years old, but still a child at heart, I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> never stops going, right? Yeah. Uh, so, that was a big one. Uh, of course, uh, Jack and Daxter mm-hmm. played uh, Banjo Kazooie, I remember. Mm. Um, and uh, for me, I kind of also experienced uh, in my younger days a wide variety of games. Uh, let's just say that uh, somebody I knew had uh, access to a CD printer, and uh, somehow I got like right. a CD full of uh, full of games. Wow! Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's but a this dream was... for like a seven-year-old or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in the days, uh... so I I tried so many different games, everything from like you know Lion King and the Aladdin mm-hmm. games, like those hardcore, yeah. difficult games, like back in the days. And then Diablo 1, uh, we played uh, a bit, what can a I bit say? A bit of everything, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Jack and Dexter, Banjo-Kazooie and all of those, because uh, when I was playing the demo for Rain Games at WASD, I could definitely see those influences. Like, uh, the, that those sections in which you use the little gadget, which I forgot the name of by now, but um those sections over there they they kind of they really reminded me of those kind of games and those influences are really clear on on girl genius um so yeah well something again more about yourself before we move on to your current projects and games when did you realize you wanted to be a game developer was there like an aha moment a sudden realization or something actually uh, what happened was uh that was uh, when I was quite young. I think I was around 14, 15, something like that, uh, where I, I really contemplated, how would it be to make video games? Hmm. Uh, and then I uh, found the debug menu 
in uh, in uh, Baldur's Gate, uh, Baldur's Gate Two. No, wasn't it? Like uh, Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah, it's a Baldur's Gate Two. Yes. Uh, Throne of Val. Uh, I found a debug menu in that game, mm-hmm. and then I saw like all the little trigger boxes where you uh-huh. would uh, where where you would walk into, uh, and then uh, something would activate it in the game. And then I decided right there and then, I will never become a game developer. <laughs> uh, and what that, happened then? <laughs> uh, I came to my senses uh, back when I was uh, around uh, uh, 22. Then mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, I was probably wrong. I should try this because <laughs> uh, I care too much about games. Uh, and I really want to uh, get a feel for um, how it would be like to actually work with it. So I decided then to actually start studying. Uh, so I studied uh, IT with a specialization in uh, game design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I learned uh, programming as well. Uh, quite important for me, actually. Uh, so, yeah, and that's that's sort of like the progress uh, story. Uh, I finished my studies, and I, after my studies, I practiced so much i did so much prototyping and programming and uh, made like these little things but just a lot of them just like yeah. uh, oh how to move a character this way uh oh let's try uh like just small game mechanics i made a ton of those and then i didn't get a job in game development for, for some time so i um i worked in other fields i ran a bar so I was oh, right. a, okay. a bar manager. Uh, so but that was pretty good because I learned uh, from that, uh, you know, leadership uh, skills, uh, managing teams and managing a budget. And <laughs> so th- those <laughs> yeah. those things do tend to uh, matter in game development. Yeah, as well. of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, after that, I uh, I decided I want to uh, make an actual uh, released game. Uh, mm-hmm. So I started a project called uh, Viking Chess Neta Tuffle. I know that's right. uh, crazy words, uh, <laughs> but it's actually uh, a game, uh, a digital board game that is uh, based on uh, a very ancient game, a ancient board game called Neta Tuffle uh, right. from the from the Viking era, or that's what the historians believe oh, anyway. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I I made that okay. I made that project uh, for uh, uh, as a solo dev, and then uh, it was published by Rain. So mm-hmm. uh, where I work here currently. Yeah. Uh, and after that, we uh, started uh, the Girl Genius project uh, because we got an opportunity to uh, to work with the IP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's that's a very interesting story. Now, um, I, I read an interesting tweet some time ago in which someone said every single in podcast that has an interview with an indie dev should ask this question, and so I'm, I'm starting to introduce it. Um, I th- I think it makes for interesting answers. So, how did you support yourself during your studies? Like, it, it sounds like you started at some point wanting to get into game development, that it didn't quite work out, and you did your bar management years. So how did you support yourself through all that? Did you had uh, did, what, how you how you found how did you find funding and all of that? How, did you work crappy jobs while you were doing all this 
side stuff. What what was it like? Well, uh, what happened to me uh, was uh, uh, I decided to, like I told you earlier, I decided to practice a lot. Uh, and then uh, I did that on the side while working as a bar manager. So I, mm-hmm. I tried to practice uh, like the actual skill sets uh, we use in game dev. Um, when I did the Viking chess project, uh, I decided uh, it was like, for me, it was like, hmm, how hard should I commit to this right now? So I I decided, okay, I'm not going to try to apply for funding for this game. I'm going to try to make a game uh, that is possible to do as a solo game, uh, solo dev- developer uh, without funding. So I would work uh, a full-time job mm-hmm. uh, as a bar manager and produce uh, this uh, game at, um, what's it called, like uh, part-time, you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you did it as a hobby on the side, really, So with the limited free time that you had. Yeah, so I worked the weekends, okay. uh, or, well, the weekends in bartending is uh, Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no, so I, I worked a few days a week on it. Uh, so that was supported uh, by the wages of uh, working uh, w- of with the bartending at the time. Uh, so it was a, it was a small-time project, right? Like it didn't have like that big scope, but mm-hmm. uh, it was very doable as a solo dev to do. Uh, Rain, okay. uh, Rain wanted to publish the game, but uh, not like funded or anything. But we would, uh, the Rain would uh, support like that game uh into the market and everything uh as time goes right uh so i guess that's uh that's one origin story right in the <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah uh yeah well that's uh that, that's really interesting and i think a lot of people would, would do that like myself too when i was studying for my ma i was I, I had to just work crappy jobs in between just so that i could then aim for something that i really liked um also i'm not a native english speaker I'm, i've just moved here about seven years ago so it was a whole other challenge there but yeah so uh about rain games so it, it sounds like you've jumped on board at some point and rain games was already existing do you know the story behind rain games like how the studio came to be and all of that yeah so uh rain games uh, was started uh now a little bit uh, uh over 10 years ago uh it was started by uh Peter Meldal, the CEO, together with uh, uh, a founding group of uh, people. Uh, it was very, very rough at the, in the beginning. Uh, they had a small, small studio, or uh, I don't know if you would call it a studio at that time. It was more like a very uh, boxed-in uh, room. I think they were sharing space together with a local indie band music mm-hmm. musician band at the time all right mm-hmm. uh called uh, casio kids um and um and they uh first they worked on uh, a game i believe it was i might be wrong here but i think it was a game that was called minute mayhem uh, mm-hmm. that uh, got cancelled and then they started uh, tesla grad uh, mm-hmm. so that was the first uh, First published title by the studio, uh, if I just on the top of my head here, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, I think it was released right. in uh, 2013. 
so the studio was uh, founded, I think it was uh, around uh, 2010 or 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, right. we're located in Bergen, Norway. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit exotic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It does sound very exotic. Well, you mentioned that um, you you started working on Girl Genius after Tesla Grad was released. So you've been working on Girl Genius for what ten years no, now or something? Uh, no, that was a. Uh, I think you just uh, misunderstood something there. No. All uh, oh, right. Uh, okay. Uh, Girl Genius was started after I did the Viking chess game. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, uh, so we started. Uh, well, with uh, everything related to that project in uh, 2020, or actually mm-hmm. part of it started in 2019. Okay, so it's about four four years, getting closer to five now. Right, yeah, well, and, and how did the Girl Genius Project come to be? I know, it, it, I understand it's a graphic novel adaptation, so you had the chance to work with the AP and, and all that. So where did the inspiration come from? Why did you want to do it so bad? Yes. So uh, here in the studio, uh, we are fans of uh, comic books uh, and graphic mm-hmm. novels in general. Uh, the studio is uh, has a little bit of a... We, we enjoy steampunk aesthetics, uh, which you will find in, uh, well, actually all of the Rain Games titles, uh, mm-hmm. like Tesla Grad, World to West. Tesla Grad, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Girl Genius is a very well-known indie uh, graphic novel series uh, made by Phil and Kaya Folio in the United States. Uh, And uh, in particular, our CEO, uh, Peter, uh, is very fond of that uh, series. He visited um, uh, San Diego Comic Con. where he actually uh, got to talk to the authors directly. Uh, so Phil and mm-hmm. Kaya Folio. And uh, okay. it was a sort of a stars align sort of situation because yeah. uh, the authors, they were like, we really want somebody to make a video game based on our series. Uh, ah, and that, Peter yeah. was, I love your series and we are a video game <laughs> developer. Can we do something? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And that's the real story. That's how it happened. Yeah. So it was... Wow, uh, yeah. Much made in heaven, really. Yeah. yeah. It was a loose handshake at the San Diego Comic-Con. And then it was, uh, you know, quite some time with emailing back and forth and figuring out, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we decided to do a Kickstarter campaign uh, for this uh, video game production. Uh, in order to partially fund uh, the production uh, of the game. Uh, and uh, that Kickstarter launched in uh, 2020 uh, to a great success, thankfully. Great. Oof, uh, it was the craziest time of my <laughs> life. Uh, yeah, of course. I know that. I know they're stressful, the Kickstarter campaigns. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't sleep. I didn't... Uh, it, was, uh, it was a very, very... <laughs> If any uh, indie developers are listening, yes, Kickstarter is very good, but... Uh, it's very stressful, uh, yeah. Big source of stress. Yes, but uh, it can be absolutely be worth it. And also, I do really like like the, the model uh, of what Kickstarter represents, right? That the people mm-hmm. uh, from all over the world can come and support something that they like. Yeah. I really like that. 
Right. Well, um, bit of a cheeky question for me. Forget the marketing and sales jargon. Why is Girl Genius special to you? Mm. Well, uh, for me, uh, personally, it's my first uh, big project. Mm -hmm. uh, managing a complex operation. Uh, so this uh, game is um, is a proper production made over three years with uh, like even though it's a small team, but uh, it has a lot of stuff going <laughs> inside of that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the special bit for me. It's like uh, managing uh, such a complex operation and also getting everything done and out the door. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, you mentioned at some point that you came to your senses when you were around 22 and you realized, I care about games too much. But why do you care about games too much? Why are you a game developer? What is it that drives you forward? Uh, it was that a fascination of the, the media and how stories uh, could be told that you uh, kind of choose the timing of, uh, in a way. Uh, like, uh, I mentioned several times during this talk, like uh, games like Baldur's Gate. And yeah. it was exploring a world where you could go either left or right and kind of hey, do I want to uh, interact with that character over there? Or do I want to go over and do that other thing? It was like that simulation of uh, a world space uh, in a fantasy realm. That is what really pulled me in. Like, I want to tell stories inside of a, uh, a media where you can interact with the game world. Uh, and the story bits is something that uh, drive me a little bit as well. So. Uh, and also, uh, one of the things that really, once I actually started studying it, I felt like a wizard uh, <laughs> when I uh, learned uh, programming. And I was like, it gave me that extra dimension of um, the, the creation part of the thing, like the disciplines involved. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. so uh, complex, like it's a mastery level. You can master things for your lifetime yeah. of a career. And that uh, additionally, after kind of getting interested in gaming at, at all, that was something that fascinated me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, game development is, is one of those fields where you need to master a lot of different arts and put them together in order to make a game work. So you, you start thinking in terms of design, in terms of art, in terms of just planning, in terms of story, in terms of everything. So, and gameplay, of course. So the, the fusion of all those things is, is what makes games so special. I really like this answer. So yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. Um, but that said, uh, you've been, of course, doing this for over 10 years now, being in, in game development, small or, or otherwise. Um, if you could change one thing about the gaming industry, what would it be? Mm. Uh. Hmm. I really want to answer uh, like a good question or a good uh, good answer <laughs> on that well, one. Take your time. Yeah, there's uh, there's no rush. Yeah. yeah. So there's I w I want uh, funding <laughs> to be a little bit easier <laughs> accessible. <laughs> okay. Um. That would be uh, great, like uh, that uh, gaming and game development, you know, uh, 
we uh, we struggle a little bit with uh, being taken seriously in uh, some mm-hmm. some uh, areas of society uh, areas, in a way yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because it's sort of like a, it's viewed upon as people kind of sitting in their uh, room and just uh, kind of being antisocial and uh, playing video mm-hmm. games, uh, but uh, yeah, the so hmm yeah so there's so much more to 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 game to game development than just play games in a in a room I, I totally agree and uh so so you would like more support for for developers in general indie especially because i know that that can be a challenge so mm. yeah uh i've i've heard from many people that you know being taken seriously or getting the right support um it can be a challenge because you know, you either have, apart from the fact that there's a lot of competition out there because there's a lot of indie game studios that want to be funded as well, but also the resources are limited and uh, it is it is a challenge. So I can definitely see what you mean. Um, after such a dark answer, let's do something a bit more fun. <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine writing a letter to yourself, but 10 years younger or, you know, uh, back to the time when you were 22. And you were, and you just came to your senses. What would you say? Uh, you made the right choice, uh, but you could have prepared even better, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's a great answer there. And uh, lastly, a bit more of uh, another fun question. Fun question, just to wrap it up. If you had unlimited budget and time, again going back to resources, what game would you create? I have a dark uh, dream somewhere uh, in the back of my skull. I really uh, need to make a game with uh, <laughs> lightsabers. Uh, I want. Uh, I would make right, a Star okay. Wars game. Uh, that would be my uh, absolute uh, fantasy because I just enjoy that uh, IP mm-hmm. so much. I want to make lightsaber <laughs> combat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to make lightsaber combat. I think I think that's a great way to to end this episode. So uh I think for some parting words, where can other people find you guys? And if they do, what is the best way to support yeah. you? So uh you find us uh under Rain Games. Rain as in rainy city, because Bergen is a very mm-hmm. rainy city. Uh so Rain Games. Oh that's where the yeah. name comes from. That's interesting. <laughs> uh uh, okay. Yes, so you find us on socials. Uh, we use Twitter for the most part, so that's uh, Rain Games. You find us on Steam, uh, Rain Games, and uh, right now you can find uh, Tesla Grad Two at all platforms available. Uh, so all consoles uh, and on Steam, and uh, Girl Genius and uh, the Adventures in Castle Heterodyne is coming out later this year. Uh, we're keeping it that vague for now, uh, but uh, <laughs> when, when it's, it's ready, ready. <laughs> uh, we'll let everybody know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kenny. Uh, it's been lovely speaking to you, and it's, it's clear that you guys are, are working on something that you really love. So best of luck to you and the team. And uh, yeah, well... I, I suppose I will play Girl Genius when Thank it comes out. Thank you very out. much. And then uh, very nice to talk to you as well. 
All right, and that's a wrap on another episode of the Indie Diaries podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe to the show. You can find it on Spotify and every major podcasting platform where you may be getting your podcasts. And also follow Rain Games online and social media in general. Um, and of course, keep an eye on uh, Girl Genius because it is a very fun game indeed. Uh, and I can testify having it played at WASD. So... Please follow the show on Twitter if you like what I'm doing. Uh, you can find me at the Indie Diaries, although that ship may be sinking soon. And just in case um, Twitter uh, is indeed sinking, you can also find me on Blue Sky these days. Uh, also, there is now a server Discord for the Indie Diaries. So if you do enjoy a cozy, positive, inclusive community of indie game developers, please join it because I would love to have you there. Lastly, if you are an indie game developer, please get in touch. I would love to tell your story to my listeners who are always hungry to hear from people, talented people from the indie game dev community. So I guess I'll speak to you next time in the next episode of the Indie Diarist podcast. <laughs>